What's up, party animals? Manny Lore here with another study minute presented by Fantasy Cruncher. As always, I got three topics to start out the week for you. Topic number one, the consensus number two in DFS dominates DraftKings for, I don't know, what what number million is this for you to cow? Unbelievable. Was not even close in the 1500 main event yesterday. I'll show you how he did it. Topic number two, heading into week 17, a lot of you have already discussed who will be playing, how many will guys play, uh, backups, yada, yada. Looking back at last week's or last year's week 17, not that many backups were in play. I'll share some stats with you guys. And topic number three, an interesting one. DraftKings announced it is going public and it's released details on them becoming a public company. All that and more on the study minute, baby. Let's go. Uticao made it look easy yesterday. I mean, it was not even close. Nah, no one even rem- like the second place guy, which by the way, big time, big time score. I think that's pronounced Kunu88, had second place and third place. So a really good finish for him. Finishes up 750,000, right? But or 712,000 for profit once you minus entry fees. But anyway, Uta beat him by 13. Uta scored 249.26, almost 250. And the second best entry had 236. It was not even close. The lineup went something like this. Matt Ryan, this looks almost perfect. Matt Ryan, DeAndre Washington. By the way, Matt Ryan over guys like Fitzpatrick, Lamar Jackson, Andy Dalton, all who dominated the top 20. But no, this was the only Matt Ryan in the top 20. I, I think this might have been the only Matt Ryan in the top 100. But anyway, DeAndre Washington, Saquon Barkley, who had a monster game. Chris Conley, if you remember from last week, scored two late touchdowns as well, too, this week. Pretty interesting. Julio Jones, Tyler Boyd in what, I don't know, was an insane game in Miami. Just pretty much soaked up all the garbage time. Well, not garbage time because they actually tied the game. Mike Kosicki, but two scores. Miles Sanders in that late Dallas game. And the Colts defense for 30. I won't even begin with the Colts defense. You know how I feel about defense. When someone scores 30 at the defensive spot and the next best defense is at 12, I think you're going to need them to score. The combination of the Colts Miles Sanders, Mike Gasicki, Tyler Boyd, Julio Jones, and Saquon was unrivaled by anyone else. All those players together proved to be the complete nuns. The best possible lineup you could make on DraftKings, by the way, had 301 fantasy points. Yuta, in a tournament like this, of this magnitude, scoring 250, I that that deserves a lot of credit, man. That deserves a lot of credit. That is fantastic. Um, it was never a sweat. He really wasn't. He had Miles Sanders going in that game who in that last game who performed very well, and no one no one else really had a, a, a nice day in that game. So it wasn't it wasn't ever really even close. 
Not just that for Utakao, though, because, of course, it'd be foolish of me to just mention his first place. He also placed fourth in the same tournament. So the top four were dominated by Utakao and Kunu88, who, again, in his own right, had 750,000. But that's another 150 for Yuta in fourth place. You want to talk about domination? There was there was no better player than Yuta yesterday, and it was not even close. These same lineups were were in other tournaments as well. This probably wasn't one million, and of course, I can't get this info like this. I'm, I'm sure I can if I you know spend hours in here going through each tournament. But for the sake of you guys, we won't do that. Yuta. Really close, and if I had to guess, probably crossed the $1.5 million mark. Congratulations to the world's, or should I say consensus, number two player in the world. Topic number two, heading into week 17, as we head into week 17. Um, we heard around, we already heard it yesterday on Sirius, so I'll just you know extend the info to you guys. What to do with some of these guys that have nothing to play for in Week 17? And if you remember from last year, that's all the talk, really. Everyone asks, should we play? Should we play? You think they'll play all four quarters? You think they'll do this? Well, got some stuff to share with you guys. Always, always doing the dirty work for you guys. That's called love right there, man. Last year in Week 17... There was a few guys who we thought probably wouldn't play because of some reason or not, right? And they did end up playing. Guys like Matt Ryan and Julio, and all of this will be regardless if they're in or out of the playoff scenario, right? Matt Ryan, Julio, Saquon Barkley. No, they did not make the the the, the playoffs. Chris Godwin, George Kittle. Pat Mahomes, who ended up being the highest-owned quarterback in Week 17 last season, and he still dropped 18.34 points. Of course, you're going to have to pair him with someone. Tyreek Hill was the guy people paired him with last year, and Tyreek Hill dropped 31. DeAndre Hopkins dropped 30 last last year. Heading into week 17 this season, there's no reason we should even project why guys would or would not play if they are starting the game. And this is how I'm doing it for week 17. If they're starting the game and they're playing and it's just assumptions that say they shouldn't play the whole game, I am projecting for a full workload like if this was a do or die game. I'm not going to, you know, make pretend I know or that. You know, some some beat writer, I have some inside information. That's useless. Play every person like if they're playing a full game. You also have to remember if incentives mean anything, you know, there are some guys that are going to play for some incentives. A few notes here, too. If guys like Julio and Matt Ryan that are clearly out of it um, have nothing to play for. They would have been sitting or would have been limited already, and Julio would not be going bananas right now, right? If some of these teams that are clearly out of it, McCaffrey and company, not saying that he's injury-prone or anything, but would they actually keep him going in a game that they're down 38-6 to six 
and give him 15 catches for 120 like things like that don't really make sense if they're planning on resting their players now if someone comes out and says they're clearly resting sure but for the most part bypass all that news and play everyone like if they have a full workload in week 17 Topic number three, and this is an interesting one, came out this morning. DraftKings, in a press release, announces that they will become a public company creating the only vertically integrated U.S.-based sports betting and online gaming company. They have full details uh, on a link on Twitter, right? But they have announced that they will go public, right? The, the combined company will become the only vertically integrated peer play sports betting and online gambling company gambling company in the United States. The transaction is expected to close in the first half of 2020. I'm reading this right off of DK's press release. In connection with the closing of the transaction, Diamond Eagle intends to change its name to DraftKings. They're already listed on NASDAQ. Reincorporate the Nevada in Nevada and remain NASDAQ listed under a new ticker symbol. So what, what, what does this mean for DraftKings going forward, right? Maybe more funding, which is the reason behind this. They'll, they'll combine, they'll combine themselves with diamond Eagle. That's already on NASDAQ. They will change their symbol and they're looking to get reincorporated in Nevada, which as you guys know, now is a banned state for DFS. So, it's 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 a, a pretty pretty big announcement, right? Considering uh, you know a company of this magnitude going public was never was never really a thing the U.S. liked, right? Um, obviously, gambling and and sports betting and all this stuff has been under crazy criticism for the longest time. So to see DraftKings move forward and be a pioneer once again in a space now full of you know criticism and and it's 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 highly highly audited all the time to to have a sports gambling company become public and then for us to make it daily fantasy specific that's got to mean a lot to drafting so kudos to the guys um nothing really changes outside of uh, now allowing public investment um, of some sort. So uh, we'll, we'll keep tracking this over the next few months, but heading into 2020, the projection is that DraftKings will become public, and that's huge for all of us. Seems like we're getting more accepted by the day, and that's always a great thing. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, if you could drop a, a little like, if you could rate it on iTunes, I, I, I podcast, whatever it is, um, and give me a little review, that'd be fantastic. Supports the podcast in a huge way. Again, in the time of giving, I am giving back a ton this week. Uh, it's, it's that happy holiday season. If you guys want to check me out on YouTube, that YouTube is growing, reaching our first thousand subscribers. Wow, that's pretty dope. So if you guys can help me there, that'd be fantastic. Live streams today on the live stream, I will announce... Uh, what the schedule looks like for the week. So make sure you tune in, twitch.tv slash mlaura. And of course, if you guys don't want to do any of that, I will have a podcast tomorrow. So I'll catch you guys then.